the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Well, hello everybody, uh, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show. Happy Valentine's Day, America, happy Singles Awareness Day to the rest of you. <laughs> anyway, hope your day is good. And today only, uh, we will allow you, if you want to phone in, and you can uh, give your Valentine a a shout-out, and uh, we will allow you to do that here on the Todd Stearns Radio Program today. Great to have you with us. A lot going on. And, of course, uh, the good news, ladies and gentlemen, uh, and I I think the Todd Stearns Studio audience uh, is going to be very happy to hear this news. Uh, Last night, finally... The Republicans impeached Alejandro Mayorkas. So, well done. Well done, ladies and gentlemen. Well done. Um, So, we'll get into that. Uh, The Senate trial is going to be a very important thing. And uh, we will be uh, following that story um, and very, very closely. Uh, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Well done, Speaker Johnson. You accomplished um, a big thing, and uh, this should have been done a very long time ago, but we appreciate the Speaker of the House, and uh, we will uh, give him a pat on the back when he does something good, and he did something good, so uh, good for you, sir. All right, um, again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. Now, we had a special election last night in New York State. I want to talk about this for a moment, sort of our jumping-off point here. And a lot of people are very upset at Donald Trump, but they have no reason to be upset about Donald Trump because he had nothing to do with what happened yesterday in the former congressional district held by George Santos. Now, I want to say something about George Santos. The guy's a sleaze. He's weird. He's sleazy. He's more than likely corrupt. Um, he's more than likely guilty of crimes, no doubt about that, but there's just a big problem here, and it's a major problem. He's not been convicted, right? So he is, I mean, the accusations are there, but we believe in innocent until proven guilty. And I'm going to tell you right now, ladies and gentlemen, there were people in Congress that are a lot more evil than George Santos is. There are people that are currently occupying seats in the halls of Congress that are more corrupt and unethical and immoral than George Santos. That's just the reality of it. There are a lot of very bad people. And the problem here is 
that the Republican Party did not have the fortitude to stand by one of their own. George Santos should still be in Congress. Now, the moment that he is convicted of of crimes, boom, you're out of there. But the way they handled this was so bad, so poorly done. There's no one to blame over what happened last night. There's no one to blame other than the Republican Party. That's it. So last night, they had two candidates uh, going at it. You had Tom Susie, who is the former Democrat representative of that. He held that seat for many, many years in Congress. George Santos came along, and he flipped the seat. The, the Republican in the race, Maisie Pillip, and uh, it was beyond me, and, and we didn't cover this story a lot. We didn't talk a lot about this because there was no way this woman was going to win. It, it, there was just no way possible. So it turns out that she is a registered Democrat, and the Republican Party in, in New York decided to run a, a registered Democrat as the nominee in that congressional seat. I mean, we're not even talking, we're not even talking like a moderate. We're talking about a Democrat. She also hated Donald Trump. Now, towards the end of her campaign, she embraced Trump, but for most of her time on the campaign trail, she distanced herself from Donald Trump, and she is pro-abortion. So you have an anti-Trump, pro-abortion Democrat, literally a registered Democrat as the Republican nominee in that congressional race. Anybody really surprised that we had the outcome that we had? Who in their right mind in the Republican Party thought it was a good idea to put a a Democrat, a registered Democrat, on the ticket against another Democrat? Who thought that was a good idea? But now all of the uh, the scuttlebutt, and uh, I got a lot of blowback on Twitter yesterday uh, because I pointed out, you know, people are blaming Trump. Oh, this is a sign. This is a sign. It's a warning sign that the people are abandoning Trump and MAGA world. No, there, no, Trump wasn't on the ballot. MAGA world wasn't on the ballot. There was no America first candidate. I mean, come on. What do you, this is nuts. So this um, Pillip woman, the reason why she was picked and and hear me on this. She yes, she's a registered Democrat, but she would have been the first black Jew to ever serve on Capitol Hill. So the Republicans were going for a diversity hire. They were going the DEI route. And what have we said on this program? What have we said over and 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 over again? What have we said, ladies and gentlemen? Whenever the Republicans played the DEI card. It's a losing effort. And this is what concerns me about the VP nominee. We've got all these people out there saying, oh, well, uh, Trump's got Trump's to put Candace Owens on the ticket because we need a black woman on the ticket. Is she the most qualified for the job? She's a talk show host. Yeah, I mean, you may agree or disagree with her opinions, but she's a talk show host. Does that make her qualified? Uh, we need... We need a we need we need a, a conservative gay man on the ticket and then all of the gays in America will vote Republican. Jazz hands. 
No, that never works. We need the most qualified person. Now, if the most qualified person is a gay man, then great. But if not, what are we doing, Republicans? We can't play diversity politics. It it doesn't work for us. And by the way, if you want to if you want to take a good long hard look at diversity politics, look at look at Word Salad as our VP right now. I've known vegetables with a higher IQ. But again, she was a diversity hire. Look at Pete Booty Booty Judge. Pete Booty Judge was a diversity hire. That guy doesn't know anything. He couldn't even fill potholes back when he was mayor of South Bend, Indiana. And now you have parts falling, literally falling off airplanes. And why is that? Because of all the diversity hires in the airplane industry. I'm just saying, I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to alienate. I, I know it's Valentine's Day. So anyway, people are blaming Trump for all of this. It's not Trump's fault. Trump tried to warn people. He wrote this on True Social. I want to read this to you. Republicans just don't learn. But maybe she was still a Democrat. I have an almost 99% endorsement success rate in primaries and a very good number in the general elections as well. But just watched this very foolish woman running in a race where she did not endorse me and tried to straddle the fence when she would have easily won if she understood anything about modern-day politics in America. MAGA, which is most of the Republican Party, stayed home, and it always will, unless it is treated with the respect that it deserves. Trump said this, I stayed out of the race. Give us a real candidate in the district for November. Susie, I know him well, can be easily beaten. So what's the lesson here, ladies and gentlemen? The lesson is very simple. It's a very simple lesson on this lovely Valentine's Day. The lesson here is stop nominating pro-choice, anti-Trump candidates who are registered Democrats. That is the lesson for the Republican Party. If you do that, we're going to have a fighting chance. We I, we really are. We will have a fighting chance. Anyway, uh, we're going to be taking your calls on this 901-260-5926. Such lunacy. Folks, we've got to pay attention. The Republicans in every single state, you've got to pay attention to all of this. You just have to. I'll give you an example. In Tennessee, uh, there was a bit of a, of a hullabaloo yesterday over some legislation that was working its way through the Tennessee State House. Now, a lot of it got lost in translation. A lot of it did. But there was uh, some grave concern over some legislation going through the state house that some people interpreted as as being anti-Trump. Now, it, it wasn't anti-Trump, but I'm telling you, um, you got to pay attention. So now we after after um, Laura Loomer uh, made reference to it. Uh, it was, and she she actually tweeted out, "Rhinos in Tennessee trying to deny President Trump access to the ballot." And uh, we understand from the state senator who wrote this that the bill has now been withdrawn. It was a companion piece. To it. I don't want to get into the weeds here. Anyway, it was withdrawn. And the guy is the guy, the senator who actually introduces. It had nothing to do with Trump, and he's a big Trump guy. 
but it was a stupid piece of legislation. So I'm glad that he did the right thing, and he got a, he got a lot of nasty attacks. Laura Loomer, who is out there on the campaign trail, she is a Trump surrogate, and um, she called him out on it. And and again, he's not a rhino. But that being said, you got to pay attention to everything, everything, folks. We are in a fight for our nation. We are fighting communists. That's who we're fighting here, fighting communists. And unfortunately, we've got a whole mess of stupidity inside the Republican Party right now. And we've got to deal with that. And we are dealing with it. But but that's what happened up in New York. You had a whole mess of stupidity. That's what happened. All right, uh, got to take a break. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304. And start investing today. Blue, 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 blue. All right, uh, hello. Happy Valentine's Day. Oh, hold on. This is my favorite part of the song. Uh, double dance. On a star-spangled night, my love, you can rest your head on my shoulder. You know, they, make, they don't make TV theme songs like they used to. All right, uh, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Does anybody remember that TV show? It was like from the night, was that from 1960s, 1970s, Love American style? And my parent, it was like an adult show. So we weren't allowed to watch that as as children. Uh, my parents barely let us watch Happy Days because of Fonzie. They thought the Fonz was a bad influence. But uh, but yeah, love American style. We're going to do some of the old. We're going to do a salute to some of the old school. I think we even had the Love Boat coming up. I'm excited. I love that song. You always had the three celebrity guests. It was a lot of fun. Uh, by the way, did you know that we're well? You know, this would be a great trivia question. I'm going to save what I know about the Love Boat. For trivia, because we are going to get you get you an opportunity uh, to win some prizes uh, here a little bit later on on the um, on the show. But uh, it is Valentine's Day, and uh, there are some Valentine's Day controversies across the fruited plain uh, in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area. There is a school district, Preston Public Schools, and they have banned Valentine's Day. There will be no celebrating of love in the Preston Public School District. 
And the reason why is that uh, they want children to have a safe space. The local television affiliate there interviewing parents who actually agree. The parents say, one of the parents, Libby Jefferson, when I was in school, there were parents who sent large, extravagant, extravagant gifts for their children. And that didn't happen for everyone. And you can see the expression on the children's faces. So, wait, what? So this isn't a matter of, like, little kids giving out uh, Valentine's Day. So the parents are not allowed to bring, I guess, a Valentine's Day gift to their child. That's a little weird, right? Does that happen in just elementary school, or is that something that happens in the um, in the high school as well? I can't imagine that actually being being a good thing. So anyway, um, according to the high school principal, Scott McCullough, he says the school doesn't want its students to feel embarrassed, unloved, or unworthy. I don't want any kid to feel that way at my school, he said. I want them to all feel important. I want them to feel a part of the school. And being a part of, of that is pretty much all equal. So if 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 all of the parents don't send gifts to the children, then no parent gets to send a gift to the children. That's that's the way that operates there. Really? I remember when I was in school once and I forgot my lunch. And uh, for lunch, it was like pretty much the peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That was my jam. Well, strawberry. And um, anyway, I forgot the lunch. And my mom knew I forgot my lunch. And so, you know, she brought me a delicious happy meal. And I was so excited. And I was the envy of the of the CAFA gymnatorium at Hope P. Sullivan Elementary School in South Haven, Mississippi. And all eyes were on. I became the most popular person in the lunchroom at that moment. Todd, can I have a French fry? No, get away from me. No, but but I get it. I guess in, under the new rules of equality, that would not have been allowed back, you know, in at least in today's public education system. So I'm I'm curious, ladies and gentlemen, um, about about your schools. Are are your schools banning the celebration of Valentine's Day? Uh, coming up after the break, we're gonna we're gonna take you to Rhode Island, where a school there is actually telling the children or telling parents rather, you can't send Valentine's Day cards if they are if they feature white people as characters or if it embraces a heterosexual relationship so if so if you're white uh, you can't have a valentine's day card uh, and if you're straight you can't have a valentine's day card that's the rule in the school district at um, in providence rhode island we're going to play that in just a little while by the way, I understand that Dylan actually Dylan, you actually got uh, Valentine's Day uh, delivery I today. Did it was great. I didn't expect it at all. It was a surprise. So your fiance shows up at the at the news bunker. Yeah, she did. She's like, "Hey, I'm outside." I'm like, "What? You're supposed to be at work." She, she opens the door. She's got the flowers in her hand for me. I she got, gave you flowers. I got flowers for the first time in my life. Wow. Anything yeah. else? Is just the flowers. Coffee? Yeah. Macaroons. Ooh. I got it all time. Those are tasty. Did 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 you get her something? <laughs> I did. 
I didn't expect to see her, so I'm going to have to give her hers later. Okay, well, that's good. We Otherwise, we have an emergency box of those delicious chocolate-covered oh, yes, strawberries from Dentschel's downstairs in the fridge. You can always just slap slap a ribbon on it or a bow and say, Happy Valentine's Day, darling. All right, good for you. All right, uh, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Mike Lindell and MyPillow employees want to thank my listeners for your continued support. And to thank you, they have an overstock clearance sale right now for the best prices ever when you use the promo code STARNS and you get free shipping on your entire order. Get 50% off the MyPillow 2.0 and the brand new flannel sheets that just arrived won't last long, folks. Get a six-pack towel set for only $29.98 and take advantage of the free shipping on larger items like mattresses and mattress toppers, 100% made in the USA on sale for as low as $99.99. Everything is on sale from the brand new kitchen towels that have the same technology as the bath towels. They absorb dog beds, blankets, couch pillows, so much more. To get the best offers ever, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code STARNS or call 800-839-8506 and get free shipping on your entire order while supplies last. America, you know you want to roll down the windows, sing it out across the fruited plain. Exciting and new. Dylan's getting in the groove here. All right, everybody, you know, you know the chorus is coming up, and everybody knows the chorus. Let's crank it, Dylan. We want to blow out the speakers across America. Let it flow. Let it flow, conservatives. Let it flow. It floats back to you. Here we go. The love boat. Come on, Gainesville, Georgia. We hear you in Houston, Texas. The love boat. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. I think that's all we're allowed to play. Otherwise, we uh, get penalized by the uh, ASCAP people. Anyway, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Program. Happy Valentine's Day to you. Dylan's dig- Dylan, did you like that one? That was one of the popular shows back in the day. I haven't heard that one. That's good. You had The Love Boat and you had Fantasy Islands. Mm, I'll have to look into that one, too. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, uh, I'll play d- all of them today. De plane, de plane. <laughs> Fantasy Island was a great show. Uh, I wonder if our next guest watched either one of those programs back in the day. Uh, let's go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Honored to have making his debut appearance on the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Maybe the last appearance after this intro. Uh, Congressman Tom Tiffany, uh, member of the House Judiciary Committee. Uh, Congressman, good to have you with us today. Todd, it's good to be with you. And gosh, I hope it's not my last appearance because you've got me dancing today. Right. I'm, I love this, right? Remember, I mean, we're going old school uh, here, and, and the love boat, it doesn't get better than that. Yes, it, it is. And, Todd, um, can I take the privilege of wishing a happy Valentine's Day to my wife, Chris? You certainly may, Congressman. And uh, good. For, we're hoping other people do that today on the program. Um, wow. Well, congratulations. That's, uh, that, you, you have a big uh, big plans for tonight? 
I'm in Washington, D.C. <laughs> what big plans? You know what? We celebrated. I bought flowers for my dear wife on Monday, and we had a steak dinner. I grilled the steak, and it was delightful, Todd. And uh, so we celebrated a few days early. Very nice. Dylan, take notes. So uh, Dylan, our engineer, is uh, getting engaged. So, so he's engaged, getting married. So he's taking notes on all these things. Uh, so uh, uh, Dylan, write down grilling steak. That's a, that's a good one there. You know, Congressman, um, we've got so much to get through. And, of course, congratulations. Uh, last night, finally, Alejandro Mayorkas impeached. Uh, it's one step in holding him accountable for what's happening at our border. Yeah, no doubt about it. And to our listeners, to be sure, he was guilty of two items, in my opinion. He failed to uphold the law. The Immigration and Nationality Act is very clear about stopping people from coming illegally into our country. And the second thing is, and I heard it on the Judiciary Committee, he lied to Congress. In fact, that lie was countered by uh, the former head of the Border Patrol who said, after um, Mr. Mayorkas said the border is secure, the head of the Border Patrol at the time said, no, the border is not secure. And we've seen the damage that's been done to America, but this did rise to an impeachable offense, and the United States House of Representatives did the right thing, Todd. Congressman, um, granted, there's not a lot that can be done without control of, of the Senate, but when it comes to actual funding, um, are, is the House going to hold its ground on this foreign spending bill? Uh, there, again, not a single penny in there to, to protect our own border. And I don't mind protecting everybody else's borders, but we got to take care of ours first. Yeah, we should be taking care of our first. And that's what I'm hoping Speaker Johnson is doing when he says um, we will not be taking up that bill, which you're referencing, which would be the, the Ukraine, Israel, Taiwan uh, spending bill. And by the way, very inappropriate for those that put this bill together to use Taiwan and Israel as shield countries for Ukraine. This should be done one at a time because Taiwan and Israel are in the – um, the top two hotspots that we as Americans, in terms of our foreign policy, should never forget at this point. Taiwan, um, standing in the vanguard against the Chinese threat in, in the Pacific, and Israel standing uh, between Iran and their um, hopes of hegemony in the Middle East. And it is wrong that they use those two countries as a shield in that bill um, for the Ukraine funding. I think what gets me, Congressman, is is that the Republicans, we have 22 Republicans in the Senate going along with this, and, and shame on them because they should have known uh, what, what was happening when they threw Taiwan and Israel into the mix like that. You know, I, I mean, all I can say is that um, it appears that um, Mitch McConnell, once again, is showing his age as a cold warrior, and that that is... That is so ingrained into some of these people's minds. We are in a different era. This is the 21st century. There are new threats out there. And, to, uh, and, and there are real threats out there, Todd, other than China. But China is number one, two, and three. The rest are after that when you see the ambitions of China and how they are making their move not just in the Pacific, because I've seen it out there having been to Taiwan, been to some of the islands in the South Pacific, but I've seen it when I was down in Panama, Todd, at the Darien Gap. 
and I hear stories from people about what is going on here in the Western Hemisphere, including all the Chinese illegals that are coming across our southern border at this point. This, I'm glad you brought that up. Yesterday on the show, we were getting calls uh, from all over the country, but especially in Maine, uh, where people were saying they, they have had an influx of Chinese uh, illegals into their community. And you really do have to wonder, what are all of these military-aged young men? And that seems to be the common denominator. No matter who's coming across, by and large, Congressman, they're military-aged young men. What do you make of that, and should we be concerned about that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you see China's um, ambitions to win the 21st century – and by the way, what this is all about, Todd, in terms of the big picture – The 20th century was an American century. We are deciding right now whether the 21st century is going to be a Chinese century or another American century. The Chinese are, they are ingratiating themselves all over the world, whether it's Africa, the Pacific, the Western Hemisphere here, everywhere they're ingratiating themselves. Look at the police stations that our FBI has found here in America, Chinese police stations in America, in New York, in Minneapolis, and other places like that, there should be no doubt what their ambitions are, and they are attempting to infiltrate the United States of America. I mean, look at the Chinese spy balloon that went over the country, you know, what was that, seven or eight months ago. You add all these things up, and you can only come to one, in, one conclusion. They seek global hegemony. Congressman Tom Tiffany, a Republican from Wisconsin, 7th Congressional District, uh, folks. He's a member of both the House Judiciary Committee and Republican Study Committee. What does that mean? It means he's good people and uh, making his debut appearance here on the the program. And, uh, Congressman, I, I'm glad to hear you say that because we have got to get a handle on what's coming across that border. Uh, we have had so many of your colleagues uh, coming on the show and saying it's not a matter of if, but when some sort of a 9-11 style attack happens here on American soil. It is coming. It is only a matter of time. And what that's why people should pay attention to what happened to Israel on October 7th, because that may be the template that is uh, that we're staring at here in the United States. We should not be sanguine at this point with the 10 million people that have come across our southern border, so many of them, young men from countries, including countries that wish us ill. Um, we are, the President of the United States and the Democrat Party is ignoring perhaps the greatest threat that we've seen to the United States of America since, gosh, Pearl Harbor, 9-11. Wow. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Uh, we appreciate you coming on the program, and uh, we uh, we thank you for being a, a great conservative voice there on Capitol Hill. We'll do it again sometime, Todd. Thank you. All right. Uh, there you go, folks. Uh, Congressman Tom Tiffany from Wisconsin. I like him. We're going to get him back on the program. And uh, again, we're, we're trying to highlight a lot of the Congress folks. You know, normally when you turn on you know some of the channels, it's like Lindsey Graham. And that's all you get. Well, there are a lot of other great conservative lawmakers out there, and we're going to be highlighting some of those individuals as we head into Election Day. All right, 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926.
Let's go to Dyersburg, Tennessee. JR, listening to us on KWAM, our flagship radio station. Hi, JR. What's on your mind? Uh, hello. Uh, I thought that possibly, I know the, the conversation about the immigration situation. I thought maybe I give, could give your listeners a little bit of firsthand insight with a, I'm on just the immigrant from Central America and Mexico, because to give you background, I've been in a relationship with an immigrant been here for 40 years. They're direct uh, beneficiary from the Reagan amnesty that uh, is very active in the Hispanic community. And to, well, the thing is, the majority of them, or I, maybe I shouldn't say majority, but a very high percentage of these so-called immigrants have no interest in becoming U.S. citizens. They're interested in being whatever they are, Honduran or Guatemalan or Mexican, whatever, living in the United States. Do you have a problem with that, Jr.? Are you okay with that? Uh, yes, I do have a problem with it. I believe if you come to the United States to reap the benefits of this wonderful country, you should have the desire to be an American. You see, I'm and with assimilate. you. And, 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 and assimilate. That's right. Um, you know, when my, my family came here, uh, my mom's side of the family, um, they came here from Germany. So my great-grandparents were Germans, and they fled They fled World War during World War One, and they settled in uh, the Baltimore area. And when they came here, they learned the language and they assimilated. They wanted to become American citizens and they did become American citizens. So I, I'm with you. I think if you come here, yes, you can, you bring the best of your culture with you, but you become an American citizen. JR, we got to run. I'm super late for a break, but I appreciate you calling in. Hang tight, folks. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Well, Dan and Patrice, while most people we spoke with for this story agree with the school, a number of parents I talked to told me that while they want to remain anonymous, they disagree with the administration's decisions here. 
In the email to Moses Brown families that went out last Friday, the head of the lower school asked kids bringing cards for classmates on Valentine's Day to consider some recommendations, including avoiding buying cards that, quote, do not feel gender normative, such as separate cards for boys and girls. Reaction in the community has been mixed. The reality is there's males and females and transgender, et cetera, et cetera. So if a kid can identify that and relate to it, address it appropriately, there's nothing wrong with to a girl from a kid, a boy. The school is also encouraging families not to buy cards that, quote, portray only white human characters, saying students of color also deserve to see themselves in some of the cards they receive unless families can find cards without people pictured at all. But NAACP Providence President Jim Vincent feels the larger issue is what he calls a lack of diverse options students have to pick from on store shelves. I don't think you can tell people you know, uh, you know uh, exactly what they can buy or not buy. You can strongly encourage, and I think that that's fine. Uh, but I think the issue is more, are there cards that are reflective of, of the diversity that we have? Moses Brown also says instead of romantic themes, the Valentine's cards, which are optional for students to buy, should have a focus on friendship and fun. I think it's the right thing to do. Owen Baroker and Chase Whiteman are former lower school students that now attend the high school. I've experienced doing the cards and it's a lot of fun, so I think that not getting rid of it is the right play and then like, you know, using it as an opportunity to teach kids. I think it makes sense to like make things overall inclusive for everyone because it it sucks for the kid who doesn't feel included. And we have reached out to Moses Brown a number of times today seeking comment for this story. At this point, they have not gotten back to us. All right, that was the reporting out of Providence, Rhode Island. The, the school district there saying, hey, look, uh, parents, don't you be sending your kids to school with Valentine's Day cards that feature white people or straight people. Really? Come on now. That's outrageous. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We have some breaking news to share with you, and um, there, it's – it's a little obscure, but you need to hear this. The chairman of the House Intelligence Committee, and we're going to try to get him on the show quickly, if if it's possible, uh, Chairman Mike Turner says every member of Congress now has access to information on what is being called a serious national security threat. Uh, this is a classified information. So the, the members of Congress are not allowed to tell us what exactly this serious national security threat is. So this is breaking news uh, coming down at this hour. Uh, And uh, we've got some audio we're going to play momentarily from the White House press briefing involving the National Security Advisor Jake Sullivan. Uh, We're going to get to that in just a second. Uh, But I do want to read this statement from Chairman Turner. Today, the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence has made available to all members of Congress information concerning a serious national security threat. I am requesting President Biden to classify all information relating to this threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond. This just happened at the White House, a reporter asking the question. House Intelligence uh, Chair speaking out about a imminent, or he doesn't say imminent, serious national security threat 
the lack of your ability to say anything has the potential to raise distress for some Americans. In the simplest of terms, can you tell Americans that there's nothing they have to worry about right now in terms of what he describes as a national security threat? Look, I think in a way that question um, is impossible to answer with a straight yes, right? Because Americans uh, understand that there are a range of threats and challenges in the world that we're dealing with every single day. And uh, those threats and challenges range from terrorism to state actors. And we have to contend with them, and we have to contend with them in a way where we ensure the ultimate security of the American people. I am confident that President Biden, in the decisions that he is taking, is going to ensure the security of the American people going forward. And I will stand here at this podium and assert that, look you in the eye with confidence, that we believe that we can and will and are protecting the national security of the United States and the American people. Perfect. Thank you for your answer. I just... All right, uh, there you go. So again, this is breaking news. Um, we are going to continue this conversation, um, but right now we are, we've got to take a break. Uh, so we will be following any sort of developments, but the breaking news, all members of Congress have now been made aware of a national security threat. Um, just going to throw this out there, folks. Don't you think that all of us need to know what that threat is? 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Starn Show, and this is Breaking News. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Program. Very happy to have you with us today. And we begin with some breaking news, uh, this story unfolding over the just the past hour or so, and we're, we're trying to get as much information as we can uh, to pass along to you. Uh, but Congressman Mike Turner uh, shared some information um, on social media. Uh, he is the House Intelligence Chairman, and Congressman Turner says that all members of Congress have been told of a very serious national security threat. And he called on President Biden to declassify all of the information relating to the threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to the threat. So whatever it is, and to borrow a phrase, it appears to be a clear and present danger to the nation and therefore to all of us. And it just seems that if if there is some sort of an imminent threat to the nation, you would think that all of us ought to be aware of it by now. I mean, what is the point of putting out a statement like that uh, except to basically instill fear into everybody? So what is the nature of the threat? Are we talking about are we talking about Islamic radicals? Did the threat happen to come across the southern border? Are we talking about a hacking situation where the the grid could go down? By the there's just there's a lot of there's a lot of chatter out there, not just in social media, but on the internet as a whole, and a lot of people are just very concerned about where we are as a country right now. 
And by the way, maybe it's time to rethink the administration's policy that allowed over 10 million illegal, unvetted aliens to come into this country. Maybe, just maybe, we need to be rethinking of that about that. But I've noticed, and um, guys, I don't know, I, Sweet Lydia is off today, and uh, so we have Alan Pello in, and we, of course, have Dylan, uh, our great uh, our, our great board op and engineer. But I don't know about you guys, but I've been sort of thinking about prep, you know, prepping for st- for, for something, right? Uh, because, you know, you're, you sit around and you think, well, wait a second, what, ha- what would happen if the grid did go down? How would we be able to uh, get the radio show up so that people would be able to get information? Uh, what would happen if we suffered some sort of, uh, of a massive cyber attack in the country? And what happens if there's no food? You know, we had a situation here a couple of weeks ago where there was a, a freak snowstorm, ice storm, and, I mean, everything was shut down. And supermarkets looked like the old Soviet Union. You had a couple of, uh, I don't know, dried figs, and that was about it down at the Kroger. It was not good. So I'm curious. Um, I'm curious if if you're starting to have those kind of conversations, you know. Um, do you have uh, information? Do you have, you know, the, the wherewithal to take care of your family in the event? Let's just say the grid does go down. And that does seem to be the concern here. Uh, we had a story up on our website yesterday, and if you missed it, you ought to go read it. It's a pretty in-depth thing, so it's not one of these quick reads. Uh, so, But it, it talks about how China has already um, conducted cyber attacks on some hospitals here in America. And, and so what happens if everything goes goes down for a couple of weeks? Are you prepared to take care of your family? Do you have uh, the, the necessities uh, would you know how to get things like fresh water and things of that nature? Would you know how to you know, build a fire? A lot of people don't do scouting anymore. By the way, Trail Life USA, if your church is not involved, if, if you want to get your kid involved in a great scouting program, Trail Life USA is the way to go. American Heritage Girls, for you young ladies, you don't want to become you know lesbians who sell cookies. Go to Trail Life, go to American Heritage Girls. No, I'm just saying the Girl Scouts, they're all about, you know, feminism and, you know, the Mexican man-shoe-wearing crowd. You don't want your little girl to come home with man hands. Nobody wants that. No, I'm not being critical. I'm just saying, Dylan, that I'm just saying that Girl Scouts should be fun. I mean, if you want to be a lesbian or whatever, fine, it's America. Be a lesbian. What do I care? I'm just saying, you know, Girl Scouts used to be about what? Selling cookies. Is that pretty much all they did was bake cookies? Did they do arts and crafts too? Learn how to make curtains? I'm in such trouble right now. I'm just kidding. Girl Scouts are coming for you. I'm just kidding. By the way, they did last night. I, by It was kind of weird. I was, <laughs> this is terrible. Why am I, someone stopped me here. So I go to Kroger. I had to do a late night Kroger run. And uh, there they were. It was like raining and cold. And there was like this little Girl Scout. It must have been like 8 o'clock at night. And she's selling the cookies, hawking the cookies. Is this even Girl Scout cookie selling time? I'm like, is this a real? I I didn't know if it was like, you know, a legit Girl Scout thing. You open up a thing, you get Tagalogs, and it's really those like, you know, vanilla Hydrox cookies that nobody eats at the, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's just the box. 
Fake Girl Scout cookies. I'm going to stop. I'm gonna... <laughs> That's terrible. No, in all seriousness, Boy Scouts aren't even Boy Scouts anymore. They're just scouts, right? That, I mean, if you're a girl and you want to join Boy Scouts, you can do that. It's all screwed up. Anyway, all that to say, you need to know how to, like, you know, make a fire, kill an animal, and eat it, right? Because, you know, God forbid the grid goes down. We're going back to the Stone Ages. What is it, two weeks? Would you say, Dylan, two weeks without power, without water, the country goes to hell in a handbasket? Oh, yeah. Maybe less. 72 hours. That's I'd put my money on 72 hours. That's what I say. Any All that to say, ladies and gentlemen, there's something going on, and nobody knows what it is. And I'm just – so here's the question. Would you rather – if you know that there is about to be, I don't know, a nuclear explosion on American soil, would you rather know or would you rather be in the dark about that? Because right now, Congress just told the nation, uh, folks, you could be toast – and we, but we can't tell you how or why it's going to happen. But we know it's going to happen, and we know how it's going to happen. But we can't tell you. Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. Would you want to know, or would just would you rather just go out in a you know a blaze of glory? Nine zero one two six zero five nine two six is our number. That's nine zero one two six zero five nine two six. We'll keep you updated on that. By the way. Um, Barbara Lee, who is a Congress chick, she is um, running for the U.S. Senate in California. And uh, she is now calling for a federal, she wants, there's a change in the federal minimum wage. And Barbara Lee, the Democrat from California, says that we need a $50 an hour minimum wage. $50 an hour. That should be the low bar when it comes to the minimum wage in America. Cut number eight. Both of our Democratic opponents are calling for a minimum wage between 25, 20 and $25 an hour. You're calling for a $50 an hour federal minimum wage. That's seven times the current national minimum wage of seven twenty-five an hour. Can you explain how that would be economically sustainable for small businesses? You have 60 seconds. First, let me say, I um, owned and ran a small business for um, 11 years. I created hundreds of jobs, benefits, retirement benefits, also health care benefits. I know what worker productivity means, and that means that you have to make sure that your employees are taken care of and have a living wage. In the Bay Area, I, I believe it was the United Way, came out with a report that uh, very recently, $127,000 for a family of four is just barely enough to get by. Another survey very recently, 104000 for a family of one, barely enough to get by. Low income because of the affordability crisis. And so just do the math. Just do the math. Of course we have national uh, minimum wages that we need to raise to a living wage. You're talking about $20, $25, fine. But I have got to be focused on what California needs and what the affordability factor is when we calculate this wage. Oh, I thought that was like the emergency alert system. Oh, my God, we're, we're toast. Incoming. Holy cow. I don't think it would sound that happy. Was that the debate bell? Holy yes, good golly. <laughs> I was about to hide under the desk. I didn't know what that was. All right. So there you go. (laughs) 
Somebody get Mike Turner on the phone. What's going on here? All I need to know is, do I need to pay my taxes? That's all I need to know, or can I hold off? I mean, you may as well go out with some cash in your pocket. Um, so look, $15 an hour minimum wage. I have a question for all you small business owners out there. Very, A very simple question. Um, if this becomes reality, what happens to your business? I'm telling you, you're going to be paying, what, $60, $70 for a Happy Meal down at McDonald's. That's what's going to happen here. You're going to have a lot of businesses that are either going to go out of business or they're going to pass along the massive cost to you, the consumer. It's really going to be that simple. Now, just unbelievable. Oh, by the way, um, Shanklin's writing in. He's all upset. Shanklin's very upset. Uh, Starnes, can you go over all this again? I can't connect how you got from the end of the world scenario to lesbians to Girl Scout cookies. Shanklin, you got to keep up, man. You got to keep up. We move fast here on the program. All right, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stern's Radio Show. Time now for some apocalyptic Valentine's Day trivia. (laughs) Jeez, Alou. Uh, so here's the deal. Uh, if you get the answer correct, uh, you're going to win a Valentine's Day prize package, uh, courtesy of the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Uh, and here is the first question. This is a good question. Uh, we need to know which U.S. founding father is said to have sold chocolate out of his print shop in Philadelphia. Who was that? Telephone number 901-260-5926. The founding father who sold chocolate out of his print shop again 901-260-5926 all right um want to want to direct your attention um to again this crazy story that we were talking about earlier today um and again it goes back to something we've been talking about for a long time now and that has to do with the attacks on religious liberty across america and across the world British police are now advising Christian preachers to stop doing street evangelism. Now, this is fascinating because over the past couple of months now, since um, since Hamas attacked Israel, there have been these violent marches and demonstrations across Great Britain. And you've had a lot of these uh, Palestinians out there, and the Palestinians have been shouting, death to Israel, um, they, they talk about genocide from the river to the sea. Uh, they're talking about killing Jews, and that's okay. That is permissible in the U.K. right now. But apparently a, a Christian preaching the gospel, that's no longer legal in Britain. Cut 10. Um, uh, you might be committing criminal offenses as well. If you make a members of the public yeah. harassment, alarm, distress, yeah. it's a criminal offence. I'm aware of that. Yeah. yeah, so that's what we're, we're not really doing that. What we're doing is about preaching our religion. 
Okay, could you just tell me a word you were saying? So we're saying Jesus is the only way, we'll call this, we're saying, he asked me what I've been preaching, so we've been preaching about the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Bible says, so can, I, can I just speak? No, I'm, I'm talking to you, you me? provide me with your name, we were talking to him, now he's talking to me, no, no, so unless you want to be arrested, because yeah. well, you will be, no, 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 yeah. you provide me yeah. your name now, so I'll, I'll apply him my name, sir, what's I'll apply name? my name, uh, uh, yeah. thank you, thank you, thank you, all right there you go that's it uh that's the uk right now so christians are not allowed to preach in public in the uk that's illegal but it's okay to shout death to the jews that's okay in great britain but you can't share the gospel of jesus christ pretty unfortunate where they are right now in that country 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to the phone lines. Connie in Gainesville, Georgia, listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Connie. What's going on today? How are you? I'm having a lovely Valentine's Day. Thank you, Todd. Wonderful, wonderful. Well, Connie, um, we're gonna we're gonna try to win you a prize here. Um, It is a it's a really fun question. Uh, Which founding father? sold chocolate out of his print shop back in the day. Benjamin Franklin? Yes, uh, that's right, Connie. Wow, congratulations. It was Thank Benjamin you. It was Benjamin Franklin. Now, this is fascinating. There's actually a great story about how chocolate helped America win its, its independence. So here's the deal. Cocoa beans... We're not taxed by the British government, Connie. Did you know that? I, I'm sure you did because you knew the answer here. But well, no, I thought they taxed everything. Well, no, it, well, they they did except for the cocoa beans. So that's why Americans uh, developed a love for drinking chocolate beverages, and they use that as a substitute for tea, which was taxed out the wazoo. So there you go. And so Ben Franklin, sure enough, sold chocolate out of his printing shop there in Philadelphia. Went by the pseudonym Richard Saunders, not to be confused with Colonel uh, Sanders uh, from uh, KFC fame. And now you know the rest of the story. Connie's thinking, I just called in. I wanted to answer. It's my lunch break. Can I just get my prize? (laughs) No, I'm good, Todd. You always uh, entertain me. Well, Connie, congratulations. uh, And uh, we we are going to put you on hold, and uh, we're going to hook you up with a great little prize Happy Valentine's Day to you. And, folks, don't worry. We've got more questions coming your way. And, uh, by the way, folks, Gainesville, Georgia, we're going to be coming to your town for our big book tour later this year. It's going to be a lot of fun. So we'll tell you more about that uh, coming up. And speaking of the book, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? The answer is yes, and I show you how in my new book. And I would love for you to go right now to Amazon and pre-order a signed copy of Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Uh, you'll be able, you're actually going to get your book a few days before everybody else will uh, once it hits the bookstores. And, of course, you folks listening to us uh, in the Memphis, Tennessee area, West Tennessee, uh, you will have the opportunity to win some uh, tickets to our big book launch party uh, that we're going to be throwing uh, here in the Memphis area. So again, Twilight's Last Gleaming, Can America Be Saved? Go to Amazon, go to Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, 
and get yourself a pre-ordered copy. You can also go to your favorite bookstore, uh, wherever that may be across uh, across the nation, and uh, they'll be able to get you that uh, book ordered as well. All right, hang tight, folks. Got to take a quick break. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. news now on the Todd Starn show and we are following this breaking news coming out of the uh, the White House and coming out of Congress uh, where earlier today uh, chairman Mike Turner of the House Permanent Select Committee on Intel said that there is a serious national security threat so we understand that there are a lot of upset people at the White House because they're saying this information should not have been released. The ranking committee member, who is uh, Jim Himes, he's the Democrat, uh, telling TheHill.com that people should not panic. That is unequivocal. It's something that the Congress and the administration do need to address in the medium to long run. The congressman wanted to say it's a serious issue that Mike is right to focus on, but it's not going to ruin your Thursday. Well, okay, what about Friday? Is it going to ruin Friday? What the heck? So uh, if you go to ToddSterns.com, we have more information uh, there in our story. It is the uh, breaking news bulletin at the top of the page. Uh, but we can tell you, and I want to. Uh, we have some new information coming from Jake Sullivan, who is the National Security Advisor. And he says, I'm a bit surprised Congressman Turner came out publicly today in advance of a meeting on the books for me to go sit with him alongside our intel and defense professionals tomorrow. So this could be, folks, do not be surprised if all of this turns out to be some sort of a reason for us to go after Russia. And I've been hearing some other chatter out there that that's what the allegation is, that Russia is plotting to do something to us. The powers that be, and by the powers that be, I mean the establishment, and the deep state and the military-industrial complex are are chomping at the bit for a war against somebody, and that somebody is Russia. So this could be part of the lead-up to whatever is is going to happen there. Not only that, and we're going to get to we're going to get into this in just a moment, but it also overshadows a very important issue, and that is that the CIA was engaged in spying on President Trump's campaign. Allegations they had denied over and over and over and over and over again. Cut 11. Walk out of his store, and he's walking with a ice cream. And the question the media asked him, what kind of ice cream, what flavor <laughs> ice cream do you have? And he's in the midst of a scandal. He's not. And he's taking... He's of course not. he is, no. Leslie. Come on. Of course he is. It's the biggest, second biggest scandal. So, the biggest scandal was when they spied on my campaign. They spied on my well, campaign, there's Leslie. there's no real evidence of that. Of course there is. No. It's all over the place. Leslie, Sir, they spied on my campaign and they got I, caught. Can I say something? 
you know, this is 60 Minutes, and we can't put on things we can't no, verify. You won't put it on because it's bad for Biden. We can't Look, put on you. things we can't verify. Leslie, they spied and, on my campaign. Well, we can't verify It's been totally that. verified. No. It's been, just go down and get the papers. They spied on my campaign. They got caught. No. And then they went much further than that, and they got caught. And you will see that, Leslie. And you know that, but you just don't want to no. put it on the air. All right. So that was the infamous interview Trump did with Leslie Stahl. Um, now we know that the CIA did, in fact. There is a report that was published uh, on Monday uh, on Michael Schellenberger's public substack. Uh, Mr. Schellenberger, along with Matt Taibbi and Alex Gutentag, had uh, written the story. And here's the nutshell. The U.S. intelligence community asked foreign spy agencies to surveil 26 associates of Donald Trump in the run-up to the 2016 election. That triggered the allegations the former president's campaign had been colluding with Russia. Former CIA director John Brennan identified and presented the targets to the U.S. intelligence sharing partners in the so-called Five Eyes agencies. That would be the U.S., United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. The report by independent journalist has not been confirmed by the New York Post, but again, they cite multiple unnamed sources, including one close to the House Permanent Select Committee on Intelligence, led by, again, Congressman Mike Turner, the Republican of Ohio. And Turner's office is not talking about this report. They said they identified 26 Trump associates as people to bump or make contact with or to manipulate. In spy language, bumping is when a reason is manufactured to meet with the target of interest in order to develop a relationship that could lead to intel. I'll give you an example. Back, well, it's not in the law, not so long ago, you'd get pulled over for no reason whatsoever. Cop gets out of the patrol car. He's got his baton in his hand. As he's walking by the back of your trunk, the back of your car, he pops that baton out and knocks out your uh, taillight. You roll down the window. Officer, I didn't do anything wrong. Sir, you've got a busted taillight. Can you step out of the car? That, that's, what they're, that's what they did to the Trump people in very simple language. Now, the CIA, the way they're able to get around all of this the CIA is out there saying, "Oh, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't do anything." No, no, no. That's but they used other people to do their dirty work. I'll give you another example. Here in Memphis, Tennessee, we have a district attorney. His name is Steve Mulroy. This guy is a, and we call him a George Soros-styled DA. There was a report out from the NBC or from a channel. What is it? WMC TV? Are they NBC affiliate? I think they are. And they did this big expose on uh, D.A. Mulroy, who is a radical leftist. And this guy hates victims of crime. He loves the criminals. Here's the headline. Behind the, the billionaire behind the curtain. D.A. Mulroy denies funding claims after billionaire George Soros revealed as a possible campaign donor. That's right, folks, because over and over and over again, this Mulroy guy, who is a, I think his claim to fame is he was a law professor, claims that he has he has no dealings at all with George Soros. However, financial documents 
that were observed by Action News 5, WMC, saw celebrities like Amy Schumer, attorney Barry Sheck of O.J. Simpson fame, author John Grisham, all made contributions to Mulroy's campaign. Mulroy said, A half a million dollars was spent to falsely portray me as a left-wing radical who wants to let violent criminals out on the streets and defund the police. Not a single one of those things was true. He's lying, ladies and gentlemen. So they went through and they looked at a, at a pack. The pack is called People for Fairness and Justice. It showed a contribution of $280,000 from George Soros. And under expenditures, it appeared $300 was used to buy T-shirts for the Mulroy campaign, 60000 spent on radio and TV ads, 81000 used to pay for consulting services from a company in Minnesota. The nonprofit Law Enforcement Legal Defense Fund claimed Mulroy, Mulroy is one of 70 Soros DAs across the country. The group said Mulroy received more than $600,000 connected to Soros. Mulroy says, that's not true. That is not true. The guy's also a big Star Trek fan. I'm just telling you that because it's a little weird to me. The guy runs around in a little Star Trek outfit. And that's the district attorney. Live long and prosper. That's Steve Mulroy, the DA. I don't talk like that. Yes, you do. So you say, well, Todd, what does this have to do with, with this report that came out from the New York Post? Well, you see, the CIA can get away with saying that they didn't have anything to do with it because they let other people do their dirty work. And that's what Steve Mulroy did here with this soup, this pack. I have no knowledge of that pack. I can't. I have no knowledge. Well, that's true. But there's always a wink and there's always a nod. By the way, I have sources, and again, you you folks out there across the country, you're dealing with your own Mulroy DAs. This guy right here, super thin-skinned. And so we have knowledge that the district attorney threatened a reporter at WMC, threatened with a lawsuit, then marched into the newsroom of this television station in Memphis, Tennessee, and demanded that they retract this story that I just read from. I'm very upset at you, very upset, Channel 5. Shame on you. I want a retraction right now. You hurt my feelings. You better do it. I'm going to be mad, and you don't want to make me mad. <laughs> He's a little whiny, that one. He really is. I'm not whiny. I'm I'm just a weftist. And I want I want you to take down that story right now. <laughs> I I I don't know. I I'm just telling you folks, it's not good. And that's how and that's what they're doing to Trump. That's all I'm trying to say. That's what they're doing to Trump. I'm getting off on a lot of tangents today. I right, just bear with me, folks. They tried to destroy Donald Trump. And we need to know who the they is. Now, it seems to me, and our, our good friend Greg Jarrett, and we've had him on the show a lot, but Greg Jarrett, he knows. 
Greg Jarrett knows where those breadcrumbs lead. Those breadcrumbs lead right back to 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. When Barack Hussein Obama was running the White House, the man who promised to fundamentally transform America. And I'm telling you that what was really going on back in 2016 was an organized coup. Barack Obama should be brought up on charges of election interference. I mean, that's what happened here. Barack Hussein Obama, in his in his quest, his jihad, to borrow a word that he's familiar with, uh, Barack Hussein Obama was waging a jihad against the American way of life. And he saw Donald John Trump as a threat to his plan, his plot. So they tried to take him out. But you know what's fascinating about what happened in 2016? And this is an important lesson for every person listening to us who is a member of the America First movement or the Make America Great Again movement or just happens to be a living, breathing conservative Republican. We got out and voted. Because you got out and you voted on Election Day in 2016 of November of that year, because you did that, you thwarted the efforts of Barack Obama. You didn't believe, you didn't buy into the mainstream media narrative. And that's why so many people don't trust the media these days. People hate the media because they see what they do. They see how they've treated Donald Trump. There was no Russia collusion Russia collusion hoax. There were no golden showers. Trump was not some sort of a secret double not-knock agent for Russia. No, it it was all made up. It was all fake news. It was a it was a psyop. That that's what that was. The American people nearly got played. So maybe all of this information is coming out today about whatever this national security threat is to draw our attention away from the fact that we now have evidence based on the fine reporting of these three independent journalists that the CIA was involved in a plot to take down Donald Trump. Maybe that's what we maybe that's the issue here. Our telephone number by the way is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. We're going to be taking your calls on this. By the way, I've got to tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile. They are America's only they're America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier. I mean, the only one. And they have been great supporters of my show, and that's why I am proud to partner with them. And you should, too. Patriot Mobile offers a dependable nationwide coverage. They give you the ability to access all three major networks. In other words, you get the same coverage that you've been accustomed to without funding left-wing causes. When you switch to Patriot Mobile, you're sending a message that you support free speech and religious freedom and the sanctity of life, the Second Amendment, and our military, our veterans, our first responder heroes. And get this, the customer service team is based right here in the United States of America. You get to keep your phone. You get to keep your number. You can also upgrade if you want. They sell phones too. But I'm telling you, my friends at Patriot Mobile are going to help you find the best plan you need. 
All you have to do is go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd or call 972-PATRIOT. You're also going to get free activation with the offer code Todd. So go check them out, patriotmobile.com slash Todd. Give them a call, 972-PATRIOT, and be sure to use that offer code Todd. Happy Valentine's Day, America. Hope you're doing well. We're going to try to get another Valentine's Day question in here before the end of the um, the, the hour. Uh, remember the movie Titanic? That was a great movie. Leonardo DiCaprio became an ice cube at the end of the film. Here's what got me is um, he would have actually survived had Rose not been a jerk, right? I mean, she was being all like emotional and everything. She could have been on the, I mean, everybody could have lived, uh, at least in that little storyline, had Rose just not been a moron. Uh, in the movie Titanic, <laughs> wow, what? where did that come from? In the movie Titanic, what's the name of Rose's necklace? Rose's necklace actually had a name. No, it's not Genesis Diamonds. No, that's not it. Uh, give us a call if you know, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. The name of Rose's necklace. Fascinating. Uh, Coming up, by the way, in the next hour, uh, we're going to be talking to Mike Ferris, who is the general counsel for the National Religious Broadcasters. They've got a big free speech case they're talking about. Also, our friends at Patriot Mobile are going to drop by, and we will have even more trivia for all of you uh, fine folk as well. Uh, yet another Valentine's Day story to share with you, and uh, this one uh, coming, f- or rather, I'm sorry, um, yes, it's coming from, where is my story? My, uh, uh, here we go. Uh, this up on the website, toddsterns.com, Preston Public Schools, that's in the Tulsa, Oklahoma area, they have now expelled Cupid. Because parents wanted their kids to have a safe space. A Preston public school mom told a local television station that she is a kindergartner and she remembers going to school on Valentine's Day and what it was like to watch other kids get gifts and cards. Quote, when I was in school, there were parents who sent large, extravagant gifts to their children. That doesn't happen for everyone. And you can see the expression on the children's faces. May I just say, I don't necessarily have a problem with parents sending gifts to school. I mean, at the at some point in life, the children have to learn about rejection, right? They have to learn that, that sometimes life isn't fair. And what better time to do that than, you know, you're in kindergarten and you get jilted by your, you know, non-binary, transgender, you know, trans species lover. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just asking. We'll be right back. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American. 
Breaking news now on the Todd Starn Show. And welcome, everybody. Hour three of the big show. Great to have you with us today. And we are following this breaking news out of our nation's capital, where earlier uh, today, and this all unfolded uh, in the first hour of the radio show, uh, we received word from uh, from Congressman Mike Turner from Ohio of some sort of a of a national security threat. And uh, we're not getting a lot of details, but we do have some new information that we're going to be sharing with you. Uh, the House Intelligence Chairman Mike Turner says all members of Congress have been told of a national of a serious national security threat. And Turner is now calling on President Biden to declassify all information related to the threat so that Congress, the administration, and our allies can openly discuss the actions necessary to respond to the threat. Now, we also understand that the ranking Democrat on the panel says that there is no reason to panic, uh, but he did, in fact, say that there was something there. Uh, We're not getting any information officially from the White House as far as what that might possibly be. However, we now have this information uh, coming from the White House correspondent from Fox News, Jackie Heinrich. And she says Pentagon officials are telling her that this threat has to do with space. It's a trap. Yeah, outer space, ladies and gentlemen. So we don't know what this means, but um, I will say this. Reading from Jackie Heinrich's uh, tweet here, sources tell Fox News the material Turner is asking the Biden administration to declassify deals with a concerning Russian capability The potential seriousness of the threat is grave. However, the threat is not immediate in nature. So that's what we've got. Is it aliens? Is it an asteroid? Or do the Russians have weapons pointed in our general direction? We do not know. But all we can do now is speculate. So enjoy Valentine's Day. It could be your last America. All right. Um, that being said, hang tight. Uh, I know we've got folks on hold uh, wanting to uh, weigh in on the trivia question from the last hour, and we are going to get, we are going to get to to you. So just hang tight. Want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line? We previously had scheduled uh, Mike Ferris uh, to join us regarding a very important free speech case, and the National Religious Broadcasters filing an amicus uh, brief in this case. Mike Ferris is on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Mike, hope you're doing good today. I'm great, Todd. Great to talk to you again. Mike, I, I hate to say this, but I, I hope your case gets heard because, uh, I mean, we, it could be the end of the world as we know it. Uh, yeah. Um, well, what, I'm going to just trust God on that that part of that. But uh, the, the, the Supreme Court is going to hear the case uh, that we filed a brief on in, in April. And so... Um, we're, the, the case is going forward. It's, it's the Fifth Circuit appeal between um, the White House and the administration and a bunch of agencies within the federal government that were meeting with social media companies regularly seeking to suppress speech they didn't like on a variety of topics, COVID issues, vaccination issues, under Biden laptop issues, all kinds of things. And, yeah. and so the Fifth Circuit... You know, really pretty far down the road in the right direction and said that some of these efforts went over a, a line of coercion and 
that's not proper for the federal government to coerce the uh, internet companies, social media companies to coerce them to close you know, people's accounts, um, censor their speech, use their algorithms to make sure that very few people saw the speech. Um, but they, they left some of it in place, you know, some of the gentle coaxing kind of things they left in place. And the brief that we wrote basically argues that no amount of efforts at censorship should be deemed to be constitutional. It's an illegitimate government purpose, and that government can say everything they want. You know, this is lies. They can say, you know, publish our stuff. Uh, uh, give us, we're giving you what we believe to be the right story. Knock themselves out. Say what they want to say, but they can never say, don't publish the other guy's stuff. Well, I, I'm glad to hear that, and I think that's been an issue for for a lot of people around the country. And it seems to, uh, at least, um, the perception is that that Christians and conservatives have been predominantly targeted by all of this. Well, there's no doubt of that. The um, media companies are left leaning stronger themselves, and so you get an administration like the Biden administration, um, then you know they are. Uh, you know, prone to do this, but so they don't take much coaxing. But it's just an improper thing for the government to be doing, monitoring people's statements online and saying, you know, take this one down, we don't like this, we don't like that. And uh, there's, you know, clear evidence that conservatives are far more often the target of that kind of thing than, than people from the other side ideologically. Mike Ferris, by the way, on our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line, he is the general counsel for the NRB, National Religious Broadcasters. Mike, um, how big of a deal is this, especially for, say, Christian broadcasters? It, it always seems like there's a target on, on their backs, and, and they play a very important role in, in this nation, and, and especially in the broadcast industry. Well, they are being targeted in a variety of ways, Christians in general, but Christian broadcasters as well. The, um, the cases that I know of where they've gone after churches uh, for uh, allegedly violating uh, the Johnson and saying things about elections have been consistently conservative pastors who are broadcasting. So it's, it's you know, they, they don't seem to be particularly con- um, anxious to enforce what the local pastor says if he's just saying it to his 200 members of his congregation. If he's saying it on the internet on, or, or, or broadcast, then they pay more attention to that. And so the, the combination of Christianity and broadcast uh, creates a lot of attention. And I don't know that the you know the particular suppression patterns that were going on that brought the uh, the, the case that's in, in the Supreme Court, the Murphy case, about. I'm um, not sure that broadcasters were singled out in any particular way, but conservatives certainly were. And one of the, one of the things that they were going after were people were saying that some of the vaccines were developed using um, aborted fetus parts, um, and and so that you know people were boycotting at least some of the vaccines on that basis, and they didn't like that. They didn't, they didn't want that to be be uh, 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 talked about and broadcast to people, and so. It's likely, although we don't have the detailed evidence of exactly what happened, but it's likely that Christian broadcasters were um, seeing their their reach of social media um, posts on this subject being suppressed as a result of what the 
All right. Well, uh, Mike, we're going to leave it there. Uh, Sorry, folks, we had a super bad phone connection, but I think we got the gist of that. Mike Ferris, uh, general counsel from the NRB, uh, filing an amicus brief on this uh, case that will be heard before the Supreme Court. Uh, And this is uh, is a big deal, folks. Uh, The case addresses the role government officials can play in communication with social media companies. And again, you don't want the White House calling in and cracking down on what you write on social media, whether it be X or Facebook or the photos or videos you post on Instagram. So, Mike, we appreciate the great work that you are doing there uh, to stand up for freedom and liberty there at uh, NRB. All right, uh, 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to the phones. Uh, First, we will go to Angie in Gainesville, Georgia. Angie, the question uh, in the movie Titanic, what is the name of Rose's necklace? The official name is called the Heart of the Ocean, but the official official name I cannot pronounce. It is in French. Well, it's a good thing this is an English program because you are correct. It is the heart of the ocean. (laughs) Nothing wrong with a little Celine Dion, who is technically French. Celine Dion is awesome. I spoke to you yesterday about all the illegal immigrants in Gainesville. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, well, fortunately, I think Celine has a work visa, so uh, she's good. So I don't think she's illegal. All right. Congratulations, Angie. We're going to put you on hold, and uh, there you go. Uh, all right, uh, folks, here is the next question. And by the way, if you've won in 30 days, you can't win anything. My apologies. That's the rule. With a population of 108 people, we need to know which U.S. state is home to the town called Valentine. If you can tell us the answer to that uh, question, we need to know which U.S. state is home to the town of Valentine. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Welcome back. Good to have you with us. Um, All right, let's go to the phone lines here. We're going to go to uh, Chuck in Memphis, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM, our flagship station. And uh, Chuck, we're going to try to win you a prize here. We need to know uh, which U.S. state is home to the town of Valentine. That would be Nebraska. Yes, uh, Chuck, come on down. Uh, you're you're the big winner today, and uh, it's not just Nebraska. There are actually four states that have towns named Valentine. You have Valentine, Texas. Uh, you have Valentine, Arizona. You have Valentine's, Virginia, and uh, you got Valentine, Nebraska. So there you go. They had three post offices in the small town. Twenty six hundred people. Awesome. Chuck, congratulations. We're going to put you on hold, and uh, we're going to hook you up with a Todd Stern Show prize today. I'm going to throw out the next question because I'm feeling mighty generous, and I'm calling an audible. I told you about the love boat, right? Here is This is the best trivia question about the love boat. One of the cast members of the love boat 
was elected to Congress. Can you name, and you have to name the person, not the, well, you got to name the person and the character they played on the love boat. And if you know the answer, uh, we will hook you up with a great prize. So this is a member of the cast of the love boat, and they were elected to Congress. Who was that person? 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Dylan's, poor Dylan's freaking out. Todd called an audible, and I don't know the answer to that question. It's all right. I'm about to text you the answer, Dylan Dandridge. Um, and don't laugh, but it's a, this is a great question. All right, 901-260-5926 if you know the answer. I am getting more and more perplexed over this, uh, whatever this national security threat is. So clearly, uh, we've gotten some clues here. Now, I don't think it's an asteroid. Fox News is saying it's Russian in nature. What do you think it is, ladies and gentlemen? we got a pretty smart audience out there. Clearly, a lot of Love Boat fans, based on how the phones just blew up. But I'm, I'm curious what you think the threat might possibly be. Is it an asteroid? Is, it, is there something that's about to um, fall out of the sky? Does Russia have something pointed at us? Is there like some sort of a laser weapon? Is, is, that, is that what's going on here? It's all very confusing and all very interesting. So we'll keep you updated on that development. All right, want to play some audio here. Um, the other big story we were following from last night was Alejandro Mayorkas getting impeached. Here's Congressman Tim Burchett from Tennessee. Cut three. Hey, everybody. Tim Burchett leaving the House floor tonight. Uh, a few votes. The main one, of course, was um, impeaching Secretary Mayorkas, and we, in fact, had the votes tonight, and he was impeached, and he should have been. He lied under oath. He said our border is safe, and in fact, it is not safe. It is a very dangerous place, and there is little or any security there. People are coming over, as you know, and um, this president and this White House and, uh, have done very little to do. We already had H.R. 2 passed last year, and it was... Um, I'll get you one second. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, don't be rude. And... It's waiting over there on Schumer's desk and refused to do anything about it. So it was a good vote. He needed to be impeached. We've got to get away from this. Everybody gets a trophy and there's nobody held accountable. So thank you all for sitting here. <laughs> thank you, Congressman. Thank you all for being here. Appreciate you. We appreciate you, Congressman. <laughs> there you go. Oh, oh, I've got to share this uh, this audio with you. This is a fascinating story. So we've been telling you for a while, you know, all the um, all the crime that's happening across America, the smash and grab robberies, the carjackings, the um, the the uh, the shootings, the you name it, the pillaging, the plundering of America. And a lot of people are saying, how do we crack down on crime? What is the solution? How do we crack down on crime? Well, Ben Crump, who is the race-baiting attorney, and Al Sharpton, who claims to be a reverend, but there's nothing religious about that man, he's got the solution. He's figured out, hey, this is how we can crack down on crime. Cut number two. We can get rid of all the crime in America overnight. 
just like that. And people ask how attorney Crump changed the definition of crime. Mm. Of course. If you get to define what conduct is going to be made criminal, you can predict who the criminal is going to be. It sounds yeah. like we are criminal, though. Yeah. Our existence no, is the culture. criminal. They, made, no, no. The laws they make the law to criminalize our culture. To fit up. Black culture. Mm -hmm. I mean, and so when I think of Eric Garner, I always think of stuff like that. Lucy cigarettes. I did nothing. We sit here the whole time running our business. So you you got to do what? Who got your cigarette too? Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Got he lost his life. Yeah. And then George Floyd was trying to buy cigarettes and so forth. So you have to think about the profile and things that they come up with the profilers for pretextual reasons. And it happens every day, y'all. They will come and say, you can't wear baggy pants. Right. Mm -hmm. Make mm -hmm. that a crime. Right. You yep. can't have milk cartons in your yard. Right. Make that a crime. Right. Right. Wait, what? Milk cartons? What's that all about? So look, uh, Ben Crump saying, hey, look, we just have to change the definition of crime. Right? So if you walk into a store and you want to steal on blind, no, you're not stealing. You just don't have any milk, so you need some milk. And if you I know the average American has to throw the milk carton in the trash can or they could get they could get picked up for I don't know, littering. But no, no, no. We can just let them toss it in the yard and that should be fine. So Ben Crump has a solution. Thank <laughs> It's not shoot. No, I didn't. I didn't shoot somebody. I just wanted to. I just wanted to put a bullet in their body. Right. It's kind of like giving them a, a tattoo. All right. Hang tight. We're going to go right to the phones. Uh, we have a lot of people wanting to uh, to play trivia. Oh, this is going to be fun. And um, also, we're going to be talking to our friends at Patriot Mobile. All right, folks. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. love this song they don't make tv theme songs like this anymore here we go love exciting and new it's always exciting and new here on the todd stern come show aboard. come on aboard my show we're expecting you i've been expecting you right, let's go to this is getting a little weird uh let's go to let's go to ben in summerfield florida who's listening to us on alexa Ben, how are you today? Hi, absolutely wonderful. How are you doing? Ben, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Did you watch the Love Boat back in the day? Oh, absolutely. It was always good. You had the guest stars, Marion Ross. Remember her from Happy Days? I don't know why I just thought about her. That's the first name that pops to mind. She was a regular. Cheetah Rivera. Yep. Fun times back on the Love Boat. All right, Ben, we need to know who was the cast member it's a two-parter. So, first of all, we need the name of the character that this person played on the love boat. How about Gopher? Yes, that is correct. But hold on, hold on. The music is we 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 have another part to this. It's a two-parter. So, Ben, yes, it was in fact Gopher, and we need to know the 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 actor or the who was the actor who played Gopher? Frederick Gandhi. Frederick, and what was the last name? Grande. How do you spell that? 
Oh, boy. I think it's G-R-A-N-D-E. You know what? We're going to take that. It is Grandy. Grandy. Fred Grandy. And uh, you are correct, uh, Fred. Congratulations. Awesome. That's great. You know, it's interesting. Fred Fred Grandy, uh, or he was born Frederick, uh, was actually... Uh, born in Sioux City, Iowa, so um, he's a, a good old son of Iowa, uh, ran for Congress as a Republican, and uh, then uh, went on and did uh, other TV work. I think he worked for Goodwill Industries for a while, and uh, he is still with us, born in uh, 1948, so he's he's doing good. So, And you are too, Ben, because you're just one. We're going to send you a copy of my book, uh, The Deplorable's Guide to Making America Great Again. Oh, that's absolutely perfect. I listen to you every day, and I think what you do is very necessary and about the greatest thing that could happen. Well, Ben, thank you very much for that. You give us a call back one of these days, and uh, we'd love to chant with you about some of the big stories of the day. And uh, thanks, uh, thank you, thank Alexa for us as well. All right, there you go. How about that? Um, all right, should we throw out another trivia question? I think we should. And then I want to get to Donald, who wants to weigh in on Ukraine. Um, here we go. Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, Elvis Presley, all got married in what U.S. city? Oh, this is a good one. Fred, Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, and Elvis Presley all got married in what U.S. city? So if you know the answer, give us a call, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926, and we will... Uh, We'll see who's going to be able to answer that question. All right, let's go to the phones. Donald in North Carolina wants to weigh in on Ukraine and Russia. Hey, Donald, what's going on? Oh, not a lot, not a lot down here. It's nice and slow. Okay, well, what's on your mind, Donald? Um, it's all this money to pouring into uh, Ukraine. Uh, it's so um, devastating to everyone because everybody's getting transplanted and killed and they keep feeding this machine and i think it's because there's racist behind it it's it's about they're trying to eliminate the white race and you can look at it a lot of different ways wait 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 wait. what are you talking about what what we went from talking about ukraine and funding ukraine to to eliminating the white race uh, you're not you're not getting that you're not getting that no that's why i'm asking you about it i'm not getting that at all donald what are, what are you talking about okay so the people of ukraine are white okay right? I mean, there's nobody else there other than white people well okay, so are the russians people. yeah okay so okay. you're fighting you're fighting me over this the people of russia are okay. white they got them killing each other Donald, that's the dumbest. Donald, I'm sorry. That is the dumbest thing I've ever. All right, goodbye. Yeah, goodbye, Donald. Come on, people. Do better. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Yeah, I don't know where Donald was going with all that, uh, but what's happening in Ukraine has nothing to do with, with race. Right. And I I just don't get that. Look, we are all made in God's image. And I don't know if Donald believes that. I don't know if Donald believes in God, uh, but I do. 
And we are all made in God's image, according to uh, the Holy Bible. As a matter of fact, there's a great little song we used to sing in uh, in college. Uh, red, yellow, black, white, they are precious in his sight. Jesus loves the little children of the world. And then they gave us Kool-Aid and cookies. It was very delicious. Vacation Bible School. White Haven United Methodist Church. Those are the good old days. Uh, let's go to the phone lines here. Uh, let's go to... Amber in Memphis, Tennessee. Is this Commissioner Amber Mills? It is, Todd. Happy Valentine's Day. Wow. What an honor. We should have played Hail to the Chief or something. My apologies. <laughs> well, I heard the trivia question, and I was like, I finally know one. I'm going to call. I'm excited. Well, first of all, uh, Amber Mills, one of our great Shelby County commissioners. Uh, you're one of the few Republicans and definitely one of the few conservatives in, in leadership. So we re- we're big fans of yours. Hey, I'm a big fan of y'all, too. You are um, exactly what a lone conservative needs um, in in my day-to-day elected position. And I appreciate y'all very much in what you do. Well, we we appreciate that. Um, All right, so uh, we're going to try your hand at this. Uh, Amber, we were talking about uh, the trivia question here. Frank Sinatra, Judy Garland, and Elvis Presley all got married in this U.S. city. What is the answer? I am a huge Elvis fan, and it was Las Vegas. Las Vegas. Yes, um, Amber Mills. I, I just want to listen here for a second. You, you won, but hold on. Let's listen a little bit here. I love Elvis. Las Vegas turning day into nighttime, turning night into daytime. If you see it once, you'll never be the same again. Come on, Amber, sing along. I'm gonna keep on the run. I'm gonna have me some fun. It cost me my very last dime. I love this. Uh, well, congratulations, Amber. Uh, wow, I didn't realize you were a big Elvis fan. Yes, <laughs> what? I am. So I um I have the soundtrack. It's funny. I uh, do my uh, walking around. Uh, there's this beautiful park, ladies and gentlemen, in Memphis called Shelby Farms, and uh, hit the pro- the Baptist Promenade around the lake. And I've been playing the soundtrack to the Elvis movie, which is really great, actually. Oh wow! Yeah. Oh, that's great. That is great. So I, I like um, Elvis. I listen to it um, on the radio every time I'm in the car. Well, you can't go wrong with uh, with Elvis Presley, uh, who, by the way, sang for the very first time on KWAM radio uh, back uh, back in the day when it was uh, a music station. So, a little bit of Elvis history uh, in the building. Nice. <laughs> All right, Amber, hang tight. We're going to get you hooked up with a prize. Uh, and uh, congratulations, and thanks for uh, calling in. I this is awesome. Uh, no, she really is a great conservative. And uh, one of the fun, funny stories about uh, Amber Amber Mills, um, she was in the middle of, of debating some issue, and we have some radical progressives. And one of the radical progressives said she was triggered by Amber Amber Mills's white whiteness, uh, the color of her skin. So, so you know, she's good people. All right, uh, hang tight. We've got to take a break here, folks. Uh, and congrats to all of our Valentine's Day winners. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show.
Breaking news now on the Todd Starn Show. All right, and we have been following some breaking news out of Washington where there has been news of a national security threat. And uh, that threat, by the way, uh, has something to do with Russia and outer space. That's all the intel we're getting. And by the way, that information coming from our uh, friends over at Fox News. Um, the White House not too keen just yet on releasing the information. So every member of Congress has been given this information. Uh, they're not allowed to share it, uh, but sources within the Pentagon are telling Fox News that whatever it is, it has to do with outer space and the Russians, and it is not imminent. But it is something that is very dangerous. So we will keep you updated. You're going to want to listen to this radio station throughout the day. Uh, just in case there are any developments. All right, uh, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Now, you know we talk all the time about Patriot Mobile, America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they're doing some incredible work, boots on the ground. And I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and welcome Patriot Mobile's Chief Communications Officer, Lee Wamsgums, uh, welcome to the program, and great to have you back with us, Lee. Great to be here, Todd. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, well, let's just jump right into this, Lee. I know that you guys have been super busy over the past couple of months. Um, I saw you guys at the at the Big Shot Show, uh, also the March for Life and Students for Life. Yeah, I'll tell you, every month is is a busy month at Patriot Mobile. We're all over the place. Yes, we had a Patriot Mobile team at the March for Life in D.C. on January 19th, braving the freezing temperatures and the beautiful snow with hundreds of thousands of pro-lifers. You know, Patriot Mobile pro-life is one of our pillars. We support the pro-love movement, and we give a portion of every dollar to, to pro-life organizations. Let's let's talk about some of the things that you guys are, are doing when you, when you go out to, to these events, because it's not just oh, we're here, it's like you guys really go all out. Well, we do. I'll tell you, all of our employees, their heart is in our mission. I don't think you work for Patriot Mobile if your heart is not 100% true, blue, red American. Um, and, and that's our employees love to go to these things. This was our first year at SHOT Show. We were in SHOT Show at Las Vegas this year. It's, uh, it's the exclusively for shooting, hunting, outdoor trade, commercial buyers, uh, sellers and providers of military, law enforcement, tactical products and services, and Second Amendment, pro Second Amendment organizations, and we kind of we kind of went in, we stormed the castle, so to speak. We were the Shot Show Wi-Fi sponsor for the 2024 Shot Show. It was a record-breaking year. They had over 55,000 industry professionals, over 2,500 exhibits, over 13 miles. I'm talking aisles and aisles of eye candy for those of us who love guns and love our Second Amendment. And we made so many friends and signed up so many customers, and we can't wait to do it again next year. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, to give people an idea, if they've never been to SHOT Show, uh, give folks an idea of what happens at SHOT Show. Oh, everything gun-related. We kicked it off by sponsoring the Gundy Awards, which is which is the, it's like a firearms community voters choice awards. And we were able to speak to the crowd from the stage, 
tell them who we are, why we're so passionate about the Second Amendment. So we made relationships right off the bat. But it isn't it's not a, a show where you can go and buy one gun. It is an industry show. Like if you're if you're gonna buy fifty Glocks, like that's the show for you. <laughs> so um it was really amazing. We had some incredible people come to our booth. You know, with Don Jr. is always a huge draw draw to all of the people. Ted Nugent stopped by. Um it was it was really an amazing show. And we, we got an award while we were there. It, that's right. Um, it's the Ladies' Choice Award for Best Cellular Service. That's that's pretty cool. Yeah, it was it was really cool. And and Todd, my number one issue is the Second Amendment. And we all know it, it, Second Amendment isn't for hunting. It's it's for to, to protect us from tyranny. But for women, for women specifically, the Second Amendment is a great equalizer in women's ability to protect themselves and protect their families. And um, we, as women, we need every reliable tool in the toolbox for self-protection and protection of our family. And one of those tools is reliable phone coverage. And Patriot Mobile's unique offering, having coverage on all three major networks nationwide, combined with the ability to have multiple networks on one phone, really plays a critical role for women to feel like they have all of their safety ducks in a row. Lee, I, I want you real quick to, to explain, and we talk about you guys all the time here on the program, um, Patriot Mobile, uh, why is it so important for conservatives to jump on board and, and explain to our listeners what you, guys, what you guys do, what you're about? So we, I get that all the time. What are you? We are a cell phone service provider. We are America's only Christian uh provider. We're on all three major networks nationwide. You can bring your same phone over. You can port your same phone number over, or you can get a new phone. And while your coverage is the same, there are major differences. Again, only Christian conservative wireless provider in America. Another major difference is all of our support is U.S.-based support. We give a portion of every dollar we earn to Christian conservative causes, and we focus on those four pillars, the First Amendment, the Second Amendment, the sanctity of life, and we support our military and our first responders. But above all, above all, our mission is to passionately defend our God-given constitutional rights and freedoms and to glorify God always. I just think this is so important. And again, the best part of it all is just great cell phone coverage. And folks, if you go to patriotmobile.com slash Todd, you will find a map. You can type in your zip code and it'll show you what the coverage looks like in, in your area. And it's very useful. And of course, I love the U.S.-based customer service. So when you call in, you're going to be talking to somebody who's answering that phone right here on, on American soil. So real quickly, uh, let's talk again. Where can people go if they want to get more information? So go to our website at patriotmobile.com or call the 972-PATRIOT and tell them Todd Starn sent you, and we will get you hooked up with our passionate, compassionate, and very patient all-U.S.-based customer service. I love it. Uh, well, congratula congratulations again, Lee, on the great award. Well-deserved, and we just love you guys, and, and thank you for standing up and supporting Patriots. Thank you, Todd. Thank you so much for all you do. God bless you. All right. PatriotMobile.com, everybody. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd, and that'll take you directly to my page, the page for our show, and if, again, the best part of it, folks, 
uh, when you support one of the other guys, when you have their cell phone service, a portion of that profit is going to support liberal causes. Patriot Mobile, they're fighting for us, and that's why I love them, and the service is spectacular. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Folks, been a great, busy, breaking news day. Uh, by the way, 5 o'clock Eastern, be sure to watch Newsmax for the Todd Starn Show. Have a great one, everybody. You be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.